Tell Me About It is a fun podcast made for fun. The facts are not factual and the jokes might not be funny, but it made us laugh. And hopefully it'll make you laugh too. Enjoy! Welcome to our episode. I'm Nasha the Shih Tzu. I'm Smoky Blue the boy. And I'm Bella the resident piss drinker. And, and we're Tell, Tell Me About, about it. it. This is a podcast where every episode we take turns talking to our siblings about stuff that we like or stuff that we're interested in. Last week, Nasha did an episode on Shih Tzus. And this week, ya boy is going to be doing an episode on reptiles and amphibians. Correct. I thought your name was Smoky, not ya boy. Well, my name's Smoky, but I'm... Yeah, boy. <laughs> it's an the, occupation. You're a I'm boy. The, I'm the only boy, so I'm your boy. Okay. Rank. You're ya my boy. boy? Yeah. Name. Smokey. <laughs> Sex. <Rank>. Lesbian. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's an inside joke. That's your gender? That's my my gender is lesbian. Yes. Yeah. My, my gender is girl. My sex is lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So first, I think it's probably important to go over the difference between reptiles and amphibians. There are technically like a lot of differences, but really the What's main... What's the difference? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> what's what's a difference? First explain that. Okay. Let's, let's define a difference. You kicked <laughs> The, like, easiest way to tell the difference between an amphibian and a reptile is that reptiles have scales and amphibians don't. Um, there are tons of other differences, but, like, that's the easiest one. Um, also, cool thing is that amphibians have to lay their eggs in water, but most reptiles lay their eggs on land. And amphibian eggs are squishy and fun to play with, but she would also kill the baby. Obviously, one of the coolest reptiles is snakes. There are tons of types of snakes. There are snakes all over the whole freaking world. And they come in, like, the ittiest, bittiest sizes to the humongousest sizes. The biggest snake in the world is a green anaconda. They can weigh up to 550 pounds. Yo! And they that's can be, like the size of a horse. Yeah, and they can I be up to 30 that. feet long as well. Whoa. They're freaking gigantic. Yeah. That's too many feet. And they're so gigantic they can eat pretty much anything. <laughs> Probably could eat a human, but, like, they don't usually do that. But why would you? Yeah, why would you? Humans aren't you that tasty. But also, you don't have to worry too much about just encountering one of these unless you live in South America in the Amazon rainforest, because that's pretty much the only place they live. In the Orinoco Basin and the Amazon Basin, in streams and marshes and stuff like that. So, so they like water? So, yeah, they like water. They're sw they swim most of the time, hmm. which makes a lot of sense because they're gigantic, and it's probably a lot easier to move in water when you're that gigantic than on land. Another huge reptile, the largest reptile, is the saltwater crocodile. But that's not that interesting. I, what? Knows I that. love a crocodile. <laughs> no, I love crocodiles too, but everybody knows that they're big. Like, everyone oh. knows they're big and scary. <laughs> they can weigh up to 2,200 pounds, though, which is terrifying to me. Um, and they, But they can only get to six and a half feet long, so they're very dense boys. Mm, um, they dense also. Boys. <laughs> 
And they're another they're another reptile that pretty much just eats anything and everything. Ooh. Probably people. Even though they're pretty big, they can pretty easily be overpowered though, for because of this fun fact that most people know. They actually have a kind of a weird kind of musculature with their jaw where they use all of their muscle power to snap their jaws closed because that's what kills things. So they don't actually have that much muscle to open up their jaws. So if you just kind of sit on their snout or close their snout with your hands by placing your hands around the tip of their snout, they are pretty much can't open their mouth at all from that. So even just a piece of tape around a crocodile's mouth will be enough to stop it from chomping you up. But they also like to do this fun thing when you do that where they roll onto their back. And they're still very strong and very big animals, so I wouldn't recommend going near one anytime soon. But I love them. I know, they're very big babies. I love them. They're very cute. I, I also want to go over real quick the difference between a frog and a toad, because I feel like that's another thing that a lot of people get confused about. Yeah. Um, What's a toad? What is a toad? What Great is question. a toad? So some people... For a lot of people, the assumption is that frogs and toads are very different things, but that's actually not very true. Toads are actually essentially a subcategory of frogs, oh. and toads usually refer to any frog that has darker, bumpier skin and has a, like a shorter um, jump. So if you're not sure if something's a toad, watch for how it moves and if it does more like little hops with short low um short low jumps it's probably a toad or as if it like leaps like it has high long jumps then it's probably a, a frog oh, okay. but when in doubt call it a frog because technically you'll be right either way Another fun uh, snake thing, going back to the snakes, as a lot of people know, a lot of species of snakes are venomous, or in the reptile world, they're called hot. So, a hot, a hot snake. Hot toddy. Hot spicy boy. Hot, hot spicy, spicy snakes. Spicy snakes. And the spiciest snake is the Carolina Reaper pepper. No. Oh, wait. Just wait, that's not a <laughs> For a second, I was like, oh, wow, cool name. <laughs> you were all ready. Um, actually, I think, whatever, it doesn't matter. Because it's a joke. The actual hottest snake. <laughs> Are you arguing with yourself whether or not you should correct yourself? I do that a lot. The sexiest, hottest snake is the fierce snake, also known as the inland taipan. But when I say that, that's a little bit up for debate because it's kind of hard to judge what is what makes a snake the most venomous because you have to factor in like their size and like what how to consider something the most venomous a lot of people consider the black mamba to be the most deadly snake in the world but again that depends so it depends on a lot of factors to kind of figure that out Mm -hmm. what i'm going by is what's called the ld50 and that means the lethal dose Mmm, science Smack that science word. LD50. What's it called? LD50? LD50. What's that mean? So, LD50 means the lethal dose for 50% of animals bitten. And it usually goes by milligrams of venom per kilogram of animal. So, obviously, that's kind of like a 
a bit of a weird way of measuring it. The lower a number for an LD50, the more poisonous or deadly something is. So this can be applied to a lot of different things, but with snakes, we're talking about the venom that they secrete naturally. Yeah. So the LD50 for the Taipan is only 0.025 milligrams a kilogram, hmm. which means that just 0.025 milligrams of venom can kill an animal that weighs one kilogram, which means that the average human could die or the average human, 50% of the time, would die from only one and a half milligrams of venom. And for listeners who don't know what milligrams is, that's like a few drops. That's like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a teaspoon nice. to kill a human being. Nice. So it's very, very poisonous. Yeah. And the snake evolved to have this deadly amount of venom because it mostly hunts rats that burrow in the ground in its natural habitat. And when these rats come out, they move very, very quickly. So that snake needs to get enough venom into that animal as quickly and as easily as possible to kill it. So it's only going to be able to sink its teeth into the animal long enough to get a very small amount of venom into the animal, and that's why it needs to be so poisonous. Yeah. It's also a very deadly type of venom because it primarily contains neurotoxins. Neurotoxins are basically anything that's bad for your brain. I also want to clear up a misconception about snakes while we're on the topic. Lots of people say that snakes are able to unhinge their jaw, this actually isn't quite true. They don't unhinge their jaw as in the bones in their jaw disconnect. They actually have, they just actually have a different jaw structure than most animals where their jaws are held together by very flexible pieces of ligament and they have a few more joints in their jaw so that they can stretch their jaw more than other animals like humans and mammals can and another thing that helps them to open up their mouth really wide is that their jaw is split into two sections down the middle so they have the left side of their jaw and then they have a little space and then they have the right side of their jaw and this is also held together by stretchy ligament so when they want to swallow something their jaw can both stretch outward because of the space in the middle of their jaw and can stretch up and down because of the extra joints and the stretchy ligaments in the sides of their jaw so they can just open their mouths really wide they can't technically unhinge their jaw that's awesome yeah yeah that's really cool we talked about the giant anaconda which is the world's largest reptile and i'm also going to mention the world's smallest reptile oh no too small <laughs> And this is actually a pretty recently discovered species, which makes sense because it's tiny. It's the Brocasia microchameleon. Oh my god, micro? That means small. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it lives in Madagascar, and it's only 1.3 inches long from head to tail. Some of them are so small that they can fit on the head of a match completely. Oh my god. Oh, they're so teeny oh, why tiny. Why are they so small? And it took... It took scientists a very long time to discover these itty bitty babies because they're super good at blending in with their surroundings like most chameleons yeah 
they're so so tiny which helps and they're also com usually completely brown in color so that obviously makes it really easy for them to blend in with trees dirt rocks pretty much anything yeah so that's why this is such a new discovery does it make little tiny noises i don't think so chameleons in general don't make sound so Aww. i'm assuming it doesn't i will get to a tiny animal that does make noises though in a little bit yes and so some other cool reptile facts reptiles actually evolved from amphibians so if you if you know a good amount about biology. You'll kind of notice that amphibians, in some ways, are a little bit primitive. First, they have really weird lungs that are actually not very good at doing lung things. That and other things kind of led scientists to understand that reptiles are kind of like a more evolved form of amphibian. It's also, amphibians have to live near water, and that's not super handy for spreading your species to places that don't have water <laughs> so yeah there's that another cool fact we were talking about crocodiles earlier and a cool thing that some crocodiles will do is that they will swallow rocks to kind of buoy themselves down so that they can sink to the bottom of whatever lake or body of water they're in so that they are more hidden for when prey comes by so Just like me <laughs> yeah talked about snakes we talked about crocodiles talked about lizards but yeah. what we didn't talk about is the fourth kind of reptile called the tuatara mm -hmm. and this used to be a much more expansive kind of sect of reptiles but kind of sexy kind of sexy sect of reptiles but nowadays there's only one pretty much one species of tuatara and it lives in New Zealand because New Zealand is a magical place full of wonder and children with powers. Save the rainforest.com. Dot org. Dot org. And Shrek lives there. And Shrek. And Shrek. So tuataras oh are, are pretty cool. They're first they're very they're very pretty, but for the most part they look like regular lizards. Mm -hmm. But they are their own separate group and they have their own distinguishing characteristics. One of their coolest and probably weirdest characteristics is that they literally have a third eye on the top of their head. Now this third eye, you can't necessarily see it unless you're looking at a very, very young Twitara yeah. because as they grow older, it gets covered with um, skin or scales and it also gets covered in pigment. <laughs> pigment. But this eye has a retina, lens, a cornea, and nerve endings, just like the eyes used for vision. But they don't use this eye for vision. And scientists are still trying to figure out why they have this third eye and what it is used for. You think it's like a, like a vestigial third eye? Yeah, that is, that's one theory that they have is that it's vestigial, which makes a lot of sense because you can see it when they're young. And if you look at the embryos of a lot of animals, you can see the vestigial traits a lot easier when in the embryo than when even when the thing is born. Yeah. Like you can see little little snaky legs <laughs> inside of a, a snake embryo that are vestigial from when they used to have uh, legs. And even before if you look, Satan fucked them over. Before <laughs> Satan had to go and be a prick and like use them what? as like a little mask to be evil. What? And God was like, no more legs for you. <laughs> And then he cast him into hell. 
that's how that's what happened yep and even even if you look at human embryos we have a little tail but obviously that's gone by the time we're born for some reason another interesting fact about reptiles and then i'll move on to amphibians a little bit more is that the sex of some reptiles when they're developing their eggs is determined by the temperature that the eggs are kept at hmm. for alle- american alligators in specific the temperature, any temperature above 90 degrees Fahrenheit will produce uh, babies that are mostly males. Any temperature that's below 86 will produce mostly females. And there's a middle range between those two numbers, obviously. That's the range that most people like to keep it at because I believe that brings the balance to a little more even between male and females. But a cool thing is that even within the clutch, depending on a clutch of eggs, reptile eggs are usually kept in small groups and oftentimes they're stuck together by like a natural kind of glue. And this is called a clutch. And even in within an alligator clutch, the eggs will be different temperatures depending on how many eggs, other eggs they're touching and where in the clutch they are. Like the ones on the edges of the clutch will be a little bit cooler. People have found that even within clutches, like these eggs that are on more on the outside will end up being female and the eggs that are more in the middle and kept a little bit warmer might even end up being males. So even within the clutch, the temperature of the overall clutch determines the balance of males and females, but also the temperature of the individual eggs can also contribute to if the alligator or the other reptile will be male or female. I thought that was a really cool fact. Yeah, it is. And now we're going to move on to amphibians. I thought it was about snakes. Wait, is that glue that they hold the clutch together with called gator glue? No. Is it called gorilla glue? Gator goo? No. Gator goo? Gorilla glue. How about gay glue? How about how about are gators gay? All gators are gay. I forgot that you couldn't see me nodding. (laughs) You didn't. You didn't mention that one. That's that's a fact we all want to know. All alligators are gay. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Now we're gonna move on to some facts about amphibians. So we went over that the largest reptile is the saltwater crocodile, which a lot of people know about. The largest amphibian is the Chinese giant salamander. Salamanders are very cute, but these things can get up to 65 pounds and can be up to four feet long. That's a big dog. That's, yeah, that's bigger than my dog. They look like if somebody got some goop and accidentally spilled it, and then it grew a mouth and eyes. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's a describes a lot of amphibians honestly so these giant salamanders live in the rocky mountain streams and lakes in china exclusively and they are also a eat all person they eat bugs (laughs) frogs crustaceans fish and they even eat other salamanders nice Unfortunately, these are also in all eat species because everybody in China eats them a lot, and so they're critically endangered for being considered a delicacy. Well, so even though they eat everything, everything also eats them. It's karma. <laughs> it's karma for being such a such a food hog. One day I'm gonna get eaten by one of these guys. That's how you die. And then we'll eat that that salamander <laughs> to avenge you. Cycle of life. I don't want to eat the salamander. I think if, I think if the salamander eats Smokey, we should just accept 
his fate. That's just the way just I go. Make peace with it. If that's how he goes, that's how he <laughs> I mean, goes. I mean, you probably it'd probably be a good way for you to go out. You I love mind. you love them anyway. So these guys, like a lot of uh, reptiles and amphibians, can open their mouths very wide. The picture I have in my <laughs> notes is kind of terrifying, actually. It looks like a yawn. A yeah. Big yawn. <laughs> yeah. It's just like this gaping hole. I love him. That's the largest amphibian. And now I'm going to talk about the teeniest, tiniest amphibian. Oh no, I'm going to die. I couldn't pronounce the scientific name of, of this, so I'm just going to call it the Itty Biggity Froggy Baby. Because that's what it is. The Itty Bitty Froggy Baby is a species of frog that lives in Papua New Guinea. And it only grows up to 0.3 inches long. Whoa. It's super itty bitty because it's an itty bitty froggy baby. Judging by the picture I saw, you could fit like three of them on your thumbnail. That's how oh small they are. Really? Yeah. They're so, so tiny. It's adorable. And along with being the smallest amphibian, the itty bitty froggy baby is also the smallest known vertebrate. Just of... All animals that have a spine, they're the itty-bitty smallest babies. How small are the babies? The baby ones are just so small. I'm so scared I would, if I was with them. I would imagine that you could... Well, you have to remember that it's a frog, so it's going to be a, a little teeny tiny tadpole first. I would That's imagine true. that you couldn't even really see their eggs because they're so small as adults. These have like a regular diet. This like most frogs, so they eat insects and other things, but they also make noises like insects, oh, no. which is so funny because they're as small as insects, and I think you could confuse them as an insect if you didn't know it was a frog. Yeah. So that's also, this is also a relatively new discovery because it's so tiny, just like the Brookhisia microchameleon. So yeah, because it's so small, they had trouble finding it, but also the fact that it makes noises like insects even if the scientists kind of like saw something tiny over there, they're like, oh, that's just an insect. It's making insect noises. Duh. So now I'm going to go over a few other fun facts about amphibians. So we talked about the teeny tiny froggy boy. There's also a frog called the glass frog. And this is a really cool frog because it has transparent skin. Ooh. So if you look at it closely, you can see the insides of the frog. And unfortunately, I don't know why that's the case, but it's probably just because it's fucking cool. <laughs> Frog just woke up one day and was like, I want to be cool. And then, it, and then it did that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are three main groups of amphibians. So you've got your froggies and your toadies. You've got your salamandies. And you also have what's called a sicilian. And Ooh. this is what many people on the internet refer to as the penis snake. Alright, the sexiest snake. <laughs> Why? Because that's exactly what it looks like. Why? That would be a misnomer because it's not a snake. It's Or a penis. Or a penis. <laughs> We're still not not out on that one. Scientists are still confused about if it actually is a living penis. No. Because <laughs> it, it's not a snake, it's not even a reptile. It's actually an amphibian. Oh. And they're their own category of amphibi amphibian. So there are actually a few types, and some of them look less penisy than others, but most of them look pretty penisy. But the terrifying thing about these is that inside their mouths they have like a hundred very sharp, tiny teeth, and they Murder use these penises. murderous penises, <laughs> and they use these very sharp, tiny teeth to eat their own kind. 
All right, so a bunch of murder penises that rip apart other penises. That's basically a porno I watched one time. Why did you watch that? Wow, that sounds horrific. Unintentionally. Let's not go down that hole. Let's stop right there. So, other fun amphibious facts. The fun just started for me. Oh, no. couldn't take it it left <laughs> so some other fun facts about Framphibians is that <laughs> other fun facts about Famphibians is that they all have permeable skin which means that water basically like very easily just goes in and out of the skin that's why amphibians need to live near water all the time because if they're not near a body of water they can actually dry out and die oh. So they That's need how to... you defeat them. <laughs> so That's how you defeat the frog uprising. Yeah, the frogs are always ready to take <laughs> over. They're already gay and ready to go. Yeah. Turn to the frogs day. From the tap water. <laughs> so they don't have like, you know, like water, like we have just like comprising most of our bodies. No, they do. That's why it's so important for them to be moist. Because the water makes up a lot of their body, but it esca- it evaporates from their skin. Oh, I get it. Okay. Don't they because... also use the water to breathe? Yeah, they have to stay moist or they can't breathe. Oh. Like, as well. Ooh. To combat this, Whoa. they have, like... I love water, too. <laughs> Scary. To combat this, they have a thick coating of mucus on their skin, but their skin is very thin, so that mucus only does so much. So if they're away from water for too long, they will dry out and die. And then you'll get dried salamander. Tasty for the whole family. Is it? Salamander. <laughs> they can also they can also like absorb water through their skin. So it's kinda like a two way system. It's kinda like a like a paper towel, how like water can like if you put a paper towel on top of like a bowl of water, the water would still be able to kinda evaporate out and you could still pour water into it through over the paper towel. Oh yeah. Like it's that's kind of how it works. It's very thin, which is another reason why these are like kind of like not the best design, and why reptiles are better versions of them. <laughs> this is this is proof of why reptiles are the master race. Another fun fact is that almost every reptile and almost every amphibian swallows their food whole. Mostly amphibians, because most amphibians don't have teeth, or they don't have very effective teeth. Mm. Except for the Sicilians, which are terrifying, of course. <laughs> because penises need teeth, but frogs don't. And that's all the information I have, so I'll open it up for questions. Okay. Um, has there ever been, I don't know if you know this, but are there stories of the penis snakes attacking human penises? Because I feel like there would be if they're cannibals. I don't think they work that way. So the penis snakes don't have eyes. <gasps> so they That's even worse and better <laughs> at the same time. So they wouldn't be able to necessarily like identify a human penis as something that looks like them and purposefully attack it. Okay. But I think they mostly go by scent and um like heat sensing so maybe if it was hungry enough and it sensed the heat of a penis which you know penises (laughs) are very hot uh then it it might attack a penis so a heat sensing scent that was wonderful 
blind snake that looks like a penis with a bunch of sharp teeth. That's like amazing. It's not really a snake though. Oh, that's just a right. That's just what they call it is a penis snake because that's what it looks like. But it's a it's a horrible wreathing penis creature. (laughs) Just amazing. It's amazing that this exists. Yeah, so Celine's are very interesting creatures. All right, that'll be it for our episode. If you like us, there are several places where you can follow us. So on Twitter, we are at the podcast, podcast, T-M-A-I for tell me about it. On Tumblr, we are the podcast, hyphen, tell me about it. On Instagram, we are the podcast, T-M-A-I. So if you want to follow us, please do. We'll, um, on those, we'll post some pictures, we'll post updates. And we'll let you know what's going on. All right. That's it. Bye. Now get out. Get out. Bye. That was wonderful. That was a good analogy. Good analogy. Thank you. Good boy. You're a good boy, Smokey. Thank you.
That was wonderful. That was a good analogy. Good analogy. Thank you. Good boy. You're a good boy, Smokey. Thank you.
You're a good boy, Smokey. Thank you.